Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Good to see you guys in the house. I want to say welcome to, uh, to the church online. Thank you so much for being here, being a part of us. Uh, you are our church family, no matter where you are located. Uh, we love you and adore you, and uh, thank you for being a part of the church. And uh, I know it's spring break uh, for many of you, and so uh, if you're joining us online you, and you're on spring break, you may be camping somewhere, you may be somewhere else, but thank you for being with us. Thanks for joining us, and I'm grateful, grateful, grateful that you have joined us. And so uh, I, I don't want to say what Paxson said because I don't even know if I can say what Paxson said because I don't know that Paxson can say what Paxson said earlier, but I just want to say amen to all that, okay? I just want to say amen, okay? Uh, kind of quiet at nine, a little more life, so I love you for that. So thank you so much for being here. So I've been in a series for a little while, Everything in Love, Everything in Love. And I don't have to tell you that this world needs love. Above all else, man, it just needs some beautiful, beautiful love from the church, from people. And uh, everything in love was taken out of John chapter 13. I want you to go there with me. Uh, John chapter 13 Uh, Verses 34 and 35 is kind of the crux of this whole theme. Uh, If you're online somewhere, I hope you got a word, just grab your word, uh, jump into that. John chapter 13, this is where we took kind of the theme of the series, Everything in Love. I want to read that before I kind of jump into today. Uh, Verse 34, a new commandment, Jesus said, I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this... All men will know that you're my disciple, my follower, if you love one another. Jesus said, listen to me, just love one another. Just love them. Just love one another. So we did everything in love. Um, several weeks ago, we jumped off into the purpose of love. We looked at why love, what's, what's love got to do with it, and all that kind of stuff. Then we went to greeting one another, okay? We greet one another with what? A holy kiss. When you greet someone, you're basically greeting them, and when you greet them, you are celebrating the creation of God. When you greet people, you're basically saying to them, I see you, and God did good when he made you. God did good. Can I tell you, this world could use a little bit of greeting. And I pray that wherever your feet go, man, that you are absolutely just 110% greeting people. Just greeting them, man. Just greeting people. Because we want to celebrate all that God made in them. And so then we want to accept one another. So you can greet one another. Jesus says, now I want you to accept one another. See, acceptance lasts a little bit longer than greeting. 
Amen. So you can greet someone and you go, yeah, I ain't gonna be around that guy long. But you greeted him, all right? But Jesus said, no, 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 no. I don't want you to do that. I want you to greet them and then I want you to accept them. He said, well, I don't wanna accept them. They don't look like me, smell like me, talk like you, dress like you, me. They don't chew like me, all this other stuff. That, that's good. That's more reasons why you need to accept them. Jesus said, I need you to accept them. Why? Because, hey, remember, I accepted you. See, when we understand, see, we get too far from the cross and we think we never were that person. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were. Okay. Yeah, I was. You can't, you can't forget what it was like to be lost. When you were messed up, jacked up, and all that stuff, God loved you and accepted you. And because now you think you've arrived, uh, you still need him, and, and he still accepts you, okay? But, but now that you understand that, that what you have is because he accepted you, now you can accept those that don't look like you and don't act like you. See, Jesus said, listen to me, that's what I want you to do. Because when you accept them, that's like me accepting them. And I want them to experience me through you. See, that's why it's so important, church, that we not only greet them, but we accept them. Because when you do that, and I do that, they think they've been greeted by God and accepted by God. But see, when they get rejected in greeting, they think God rejected them. When they don't get accepted, you know what they think? God, God doesn't accept me. Oh, my friend, that's not true. God loves you, he's crazy about you, he accepts you and loves you and greets you. So today, everything in love, serve one another. Serve one another. So serving one another is kind of tricky as a senior pastor to teach. Because see, you can teach this passage and you can teach serving out of one way that's not good and out of another way that's much, much better. You can teach it out of here, and you can teach it out of guilt. You know, if you love Jesus, you'd serve him. That is such an incredible motivation, all right? There may be a season right now that you, you're not in a place of serving, okay? Jesus still loves you, okay? Sometimes pastors say, well, if you love your pastor, can you serve the church? Help me. Help me serve the church. Well, you may like this pastor, and you may serve the church as long as he's a pastor, but he may move on and you go, I don't like that other guy. I don't like that new guy. I'm not serving. See, that's terrible reasons to serve because here's the deal. If man can talk you into it, another man can talk you out of it. Come on. And if we're gonna build the kingdom on whether you like men and people can talk you into something, that's a bad foundation right there. See, I want you to like me, but I don't want you to serve because you like me. I want you to serve because the Holy Spirit of God spoke to you and said, serve my church. Because when God says it, he pours concrete on it and nobody can talk you out of it. When man does it, ooh, that's, that's sand. That's sand. Ain't no sturdy ground. So listen to me. I am not gonna guilt you into serving. I'm not gonna say, if you love me, serve the church, Okay. Because, listen to me, the chair I sit in, I have to make decisions, and you may like me until I make one decision, then you don't like me anymore, and then you won't serve anymore. Well, you know, Jeff, he's such a bully. You know, I'm not a bully, but you may not like a decision I make, then you quit serving. That's wrong. Because if you stop serving, then the people that need to be served by you lose out. Why? They shouldn't lose out. And so listen to me. When we talk about serving, 
I am not going to guilt you into serving. I'm not going to say, if you like me, serve. I'm simply going to do this. I'm going to show you a whole bunch of scripture, and I'm going to let the word do what the word needs to do. All right? And if the word of God and the Holy Spirit says, go serve here, then you go. Go. All right? So I want to look at scripture. So get your Bible, lick your fingers, and we're going to start flipping. And if you don't have a Bible, if you're online, don't have a Bible, eat two. You're gonna, you're, we're going to help you. We're going to pop them up on the screen, but there's a lot of scripture. And the best way I know to teach serving is teach it from the word. Just teach it from the word. Amen. We're going to be what of the word? Doers of the word today. That's simple as that. We're going to look at the word. Look at Galatians 5 first. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Galatians 5, 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. Rather, serve one another. You don't have to go to seminary to understand that. All right? Listen, you've heard the stats. Only 20% of the church serves. Only 10% of the church serves. Well, maybe now it's 7%. I don't know. But very few people serve in the church, okay? But listen to me. We live in a world that absolutely feeds selfishness. And that's what that is saying. I did not set you free to be all about you. I set you free so that in your freedom you could serve other people. Don't be a person of selfishness. Man, we have created a world where you absolutely can be really selfish. I mean, really selfish. You don't even really have to even acknowledge a human if you don't want to. I mean, you really don't. Everything can come to you without you even greeting or accepting or loving or touching or anything to a person. But that's not what God saved you for. He didn't save you to be all about you. He saved you to be all about people. Jesus is a lover of people. If you've got a heart that matches the Father, you're going to be a person of the people. All right? Introvert or extrovert, okay? You're going to love people. People, people are what Jesus is all about. My brothers, you are not called to be free to worry about you but to be a lover of people. Jesus, you might be thinking, well, who's going to worry about me? I got to take care of me. No, Jesus said, I got you. He says, listen to me, birds don't work, I feed them. The lily of the field, they don't, they don't work, but look how they're clothed. Jesus said, don't worry about you, worry about them, I'll take care of you. I got you. You go love my people, you go serve my people. Matthew 25, 40. Jesus says, I'll tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of the brothers of mine, you did for me. Whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done to me. Listen to me. Where God is taking us as a church, we are moving outside these walls to all kinds of territories. We're going to go where we've never been before. But when we go there, we go in the name that is above every name, and his name is Jesus. And we're going to go with his heart. And his heart loves people and laid his life down for people. We got to serve people. We got we got we got to make people the the absolute one hundred and ten percent gold of everything that we do. Now, ultimately, the overall banner of that is Jesus. But we got to be like him and go. We got to be like him. 
There's nobody, 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 nobody too low that you can't serve. Man, you can't, don't, please don't think, well, yeah, they're dirty. <laughs> they smell. <laughs> I, I don't want to touch them, okay? I'm sorry, but you smelt and you were untouchable and Jesus touched you. And how many of us are grateful he touched us? I've never been the same again since I got touched. Never. And thank God I'm never going to be the same again. But see, I can't just keep that with me. I got to take that and touch those that need to be touched as well. See, we don't see them like, he does not want us to see them like we see them in the natural eye. He wants us to see people in his eyes. See, Jesus looks at people and sees potential, possibility, destiny. There are steps that have been ordained. See, we see people and we see other stuff. You got to wash those eyes. You got to wash them. And you got to see people like he sees them. Whatever you've done to the least of these of my brothers, you've done to me. That's what Jesus said. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 says this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Watch this. Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. You see, serving others begins with submitting to God. See, when you get up under the fact that he accepted you when you were unacceptable, he greeted you when you were not worthy to be greeted, when he loved you when you were not lovable, when you were ugly, nasty, dirty, and you stink, he loved you. He loved you. And when you submit and understand that out of much, okay, out of much, he, he did so much in you, man. He took, he took you at your lowest, and he's making you all that he wants you to be. But you have to understand that when you submit to God and say, God, it's not about me. It's not about what I think. It's not about who I am. It's not about my reputation. It's not about all my times and pictures and the annuals and all this other stuff. It's about you. And God, I submit to your will. And God, if your will and what you want in my life is to serve others, I'm serving. See, what chair do you sit in? Are you in a driver's chair? Are you in the pasture seat? Because the pasture does not tell the driver how to drive. Don't, don't nudge your spouse, okay? Don't do that, okay? What I'm saying is, too many of us, we get saved, God's in our captain chair, and we're like, go, we're going with God. And then all of a sudden, we don't like the way God goes, and we go, you need to switch seats with me. I'm driving this machine now. No, you're not driving this machine. This is God. God is driving your life. And if you want to be like Jesus, we're never more like Jesus than when we serve. Never, 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 never. Because Jesus served us. Submitting, serving others begins with submitting to God. Are you submitted to God? God, what do you want from me? Where do you want me to go? I want you to go right there, love on that. Ah, uh, no, 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 I can't. No, nah, I don't go over there. I don't go over there. That, no, nah, it's not my, I can't do that. Yes, you can. I want you to go there. When you love him, you, when you submit to him, you can serve others. As long as you're above him, you're not gonna serve others. It's a heart thing. It's just a flat out heart thing. It's a heart, heart thing. And let me say something. I didn't say this in the first service, but I'm gonna say this to you. 
You want to know if you have a servant's heart? You want to know if your heart matches his heart? Can you serve the person who hurt you the most? Can you serve the person who hurt you the most? If the person that hurt you the most walked into your church, could you lay your life down and serve them? That's when you know that your heart matches his heart. And until that point, you ask God, God, change my heart. Change my heart. Because I want my heart to match your heart. John 13. I don't have time to get into it. It's a lot of verses. Uh, John 13, 1 through 17. This is a beautiful um, passage in Scripture. This is where Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. He modeled for us how to serve. This is not feet that just came from a pedicure. Yeah, these are nasty, dirty, I mean, toenailed up kind of feet that he washed, okay? He got down and lowered himself down and washed the feet of his disciples and said, go do likewise. Man, the question becomes, for many of us, if you've ever done that, is it easier or more comfortable for you to have your feet washed or for you to wash someone's feet? See, I, over here on this side, someone washing my feet, I'm not comfortable. I'm not. But over here, I can wash a bunch of people's feet. All right? I want you to understand something. That's the model of serving and laying your life down for others that Jesus gave to us. If you haven't looked at that scripture, you need to look at that scripture. That's a good scripture to look at. I'm not gonna move on because of time. John 15, 13, this, this is another picture of Jesus and, and washing the feet. This is what he did for you and me. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus said, you are my friends. And I lay my life down for you. You got to look at people and go, you're my friend and I will serve you. I'll lay my life down for you. You say, well, I don't want, to be, I don't want them as my friend. That's not what he's talking about. I'm not talking about your best friend. I'm talking about somebody you hang with. I'm talking about you are a friend of theirs. Jesus said, you're a friend of mine. Jesus said, go out there and, and, and serve my friends. F serve them. Greater love, man, has no one than this. Jesus modeled it for us. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Can you lay down your life for other people? Can you serve them? Can you lay down before them? Matthew 20, 28, you want to put serving in a text. Here's serving in a text. Matthew 20, 28. I hope you like scripture today, by the way. Jesus, I mean, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus did not come to be served. Oh yeah, he's a king. He could have said, serve me. Jesus said, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm resetting this. I, I want you to serve them. I'm serving them. I'm laying my life down for them. I'm giving everything for them. Why? Because that, that they're my children. I love them. And that's what I want you to do. As my disciples, as my follower, I want you to love them. And when you love them, you will greet them, you will accept them, and you will serve them. Nobody above them. Nobody. Jesus said, you want to be, be like me? You want to be like me? I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. If you want to be like Jesus, you want to wear the little bracelet 
what would Jesus do? All right, he'd serve. He'd serve. I know, I drive with the same people on Sansi. I don't want to serve some of them. I want to run them over, all right? I'm like, I'm going to do the whole world a favor. I'm going to crash into you so you stop driving on Sansi that way because that's crazy, all right? But Jesus said, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do that. Drive up beside them, and you say, they're a friend of mine because they're a friend of yours, and I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to serve them, whatever the case may be. You got to be able to do what Jesus did. Jesus loved people, and he modeled it when he laid his life down for them. He serves them. Matthew 23 11 through 12, beautiful text here. Matthew 23, 11 and 12. The greatest among you, watch this, will be your servant. Wow, we don't see that anymore in the world, do we? The greatest among you. You want to be great in God's eyes? Be a servant. Who's, when he looks down at the church, when he looks down at people, when he sees people, you know what he thinks is great about them? When they serve. The people that serve, they're great. There's so many ways you can serve God, so many areas to serve God. But he says, you're never the greatest. You're, you're the greatest when you're serving others. The greatest of them are the servants. Look at 12. It's a great scripture. I don't know if you've seen this before. It's a great life scripture. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Isn't that beautiful? Whoever exalts himself, man, oh, he'll be humble. But whoever humbles himself, God will exalt him. You know the reason God exalts him? Because it's not his name anymore. It's the name of Jesus we're given platforms and we're given uh, places for testimony and places God entrusts us with turf. Why? Because we want to exalt ourselves? No, because we're going to lower ourselves and humble ourselves and allow the Lord to be exalted through us so that all men and women, boys and girls, are not drawn to me and you, but they're drawn to the king. That's what it's all about. See, when you serve people, it's not about your glory. It's about your applause. It's not about you doing it. We don't work for salvation, okay? We don't, we don't work to earn salvation, but out of salvation, we do work, okay? We serve, okay? We're not doing it to get man's applause. We're doing it to bring honor and glory to God. That's why we do it. Whoever exalts himself, he'll be, he will, he'll be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted, will be exalted. So I want you to flip over, flip to Philippians. Go to, go to Philippians chapter two. I think earlier in the uh, first service, I said Ephesians, I got them all confused, all right? Uh, Philippians chapter two. Talking about a, a beautiful passage on serving. I want you to see Jesus here. Philippians chapter two, look at verse one. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with his spirit, if any tenderness or compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and in purpose. Verse three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, Consider others better than yourselves. Wow. Each of you 
should look not only at your own interests, but also the interests of others. Verse five, watch this. You want an attitude of judgment? Here's a good one. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Look at six. Who be in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. He goes on to say that God exalted him above all places and above all names and given him a name that, that above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. But Jesus did that for us. He took on the very nature of a servant and he laid his life down for us. Our attitude, Scripture says, should be that of his, of his. Many of you don't know a gentleman named Leroy O'Neill. He uh, was in our church when I got here in 08, when there wasn't a lot of people here. He was here. He was one of the three deacons that I inherited. Sweet little old man. He, uh, he helped me so many ways and uh, with maintenance and all kind of stuff. When Leroy passed away, uh, I did his funeral, and I used this text at Leroy's funeral. Why? Because Leroy O'Neill was a servant. He just was a servant. Now, my funniest story about, I have a lot of funny stories about Leroy, but one of, the, one of Leroy's funniest stories is when uh, Paxton had been here for a little while, and Leroy used to sit right down here, and Leroy grew up a little country Baptist, small Baptist church, and, and you know, it's just full of hymns, and nothing wrong with hymns, I love hymns, but that's what he knew, he didn't know anything else. And Paxton came, Paxton started doing worship and praise and worship and all this stuff, and one time Leroy came up to Paxton and said, Paxton? I don't know about all this praise and worship stuff now. I don't know about all this praise and worship. I like you and you're sweet. And I think you're great and, and, and all this. But I don't know about all this praise and worship stuff. And, and Paxson loved on him and just said, but Leroy, don't worry about that. You just, you just worship. You just join us. You just worship. Don't worry about all that stuff. And boy, one Sunday, if you saw Leroy, one Sunday, Leroy, right in the middle of worship, he right down here, man's hands up. He guys out, he worshiping, man, he's spinning. He's probably not a dancer. He's just spinning, oh, worshiping, worshiping. And he comes up to me afterwards on Monday, and he comes to my office. He said, Pastor, you, you see me yesterday? I said, I saw you. He goes, I don't know what happened. I had my hands down here. I see all some things just went up. Them things just went up. Them things just went up, preacher. They just went up. I don't even know what they did. They just went up. I said, that's what happens, Leroy. That's what happens, man. Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, man. You can't sing that song with them hands down anymore. You just got to give it up for the king because sometimes that hallelujah just comes out. That hallelujah out of a grateful heart. I have a heart that says, you know what, man? Woo, when I was at my worst, oh, you love me the most. You never gave up on me, king. You never thought I was not worth it, but you always thought I was worth it. Let me tell you, man, the greatest thing we can do for a guy who gave his Life is to serve and worship him. Serve and worship him. I want you to look over at Luke. Um, go to the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Look at verse 38 through 42. Familiar story about uh, Martha and Mary. I'm going to read this to you real quick. I want you to show you this uh, text right here. Look at verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples, verse 10, Luke 10, 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. 
But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41, Martha, 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 the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but the one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Now, I want to say something to you. I had a gentleman one time have a breakfast with me, show me this scripture, and tell me that's why scripture says I don't have to serve. I said, run that by me again. So he ran that by me again. I said, what part, what part, what part, what part are you getting here? Well, Jesus told, told Mary, the best thing to do in the kingdom is sit at my feet. So preacher, all I got to do is make a cup of coffee Sunday morning, go sit in a chair. I'm good to go. I said, no, I don't think that's what that means. I don't think that's what that means. That is not for all the people that don't want to serve a scripture to get off the hook. That's not what that means. That means simply this. You got to sit and you got to serve. And there are seasons for sitting and there are seasons for serving. But you don't want a lifetime of sitting and you don't want a lifetime of serving because it's called burnout, all right? You need, a, you need to balance the two. Jesus is trying to teach us that you've got to come to my table, come into worship, come into the corporate setting of worship, come up to the table, pick up the knife, fork, and spoon, and eat, 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 eat. And then there's going to be a season where my Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, time for you to go serve here. And you're going to get up, and you're going to take a napkin and wipe, and you're going to go serve. And you're going to serve from the overflow of a heart of God. And then God's going to say, hey, you need to stop serving for this season, come back to the table, sit down, and let me feed you. And you're going to do this and that a bunch, okay? You're going to do that back and forth a whole bunch. And here's what happens. In this season where you're serving, maybe in children, you go back to eat. God shows you something and speaks to you in the whole, through the Holy Spirit in a different area of service. And then you get up from the table and you go serve there. And everybody goes, well, I thought you served in the children's area. That was last season. This time I'm serving in this area. And this time I'm going to serve in this area. And this time I'm going to serve in this area. Why? Because in the body of Christ, we're not all toes and we're not elbows and we're not all wrists. We have different gifts and different, uh, different reasons to serve. And when you serve the whole body and you see all the body, the whole body is strengthened and more beautiful. You gotta go serve. The church today needs people to serve in it. Children, preschool, preteen, youth, you can work cameras, you can work back there, you can help Robert all kneel. That's, uh, if you know Robert, Robert, there's Robert back there. Look at Robert. Robert's staying for both services. Somebody, that's always one in the class, amen? All right? Give it up, Rob, Rob, that's, Robert's dad is Leroy. And you're looking at little Leroy. Just gonna tell you right now, all right? So if the coffee worked this morning, He'd make you some coffee, but the coffee didn't work this morning, so sorry about that. But, 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 but that's how, that's how uh, Robert serves. There's many ways to serve, many ways to serve, many ways. And if you want to serve 
You go find staff. You go find people and say, where in the world can I serve? I know I need to serve. I know I need to touch people. I know I need to greet people. I know I need to accept people. I know I need to get out of my pew because I've been sitting a long time, preacher, and I'm gonna get fat and sassy if I just sit. I gotta get up and exercise. Yeah, you do. You gotta get up and exercise. You gotta get up and go, all right? Couple of questions real fast. I'll get you out of here. Should everyone serve? Yes. Yes. Does serving have an age limit? Yes and no. If you can't walk, you shouldn't serve, all right? It's a little young. You may be older and can't walk like you used to. You may not be able to serve where you used to, but you can still serve. You can still serve. Praying for your church in different ministries is a beautiful way to serve, all right? Beautiful way to serve. Does serving have a season? Yes, it does. It's sitting and serve, sitting and serve. See, a lot of people, if you're gonna go, eventually you have to pull into the gas station and fill up. But I've never met anybody that lives at the gas station because you're not supposed to stay there all the time. You're supposed to get gas and go. In the church, you can't just live in worship. You gotta go, go. You gotta go serve. You gotta get outside the church. You gotta go touch the church outside the walls. You can't just sit all the time. All right. Jesus said, listen, I want you to come into corporate worship because nothing gives you, nothing's like corporate worship. You come in here, I speak to you, you get my presence, I, I get in the word, and then I need you to go. I need you to go. This church has many, 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 many areas for serving. Many. All right. And many more to come when we get outside the walls where we're going and other pieces of property that we purchase. Okay? We're going to go into neighborhoods and we're going to go into places we've never been before. They won't look like you, think like you, act like you. They won't be nothing like you've ever seen before, okay? But you're going to go in there and serve them. Why? Because he served them, all right? We're going to take the Jesus that's in us and take the church outside the walls, amen? Once you go to the last scripture and get you out of here. Joshua chapter 24, Joshua 24 Joshua 24, 15. It says, but if, and I told you before, not all buts are the same. This is a big one, all right? But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites, whose land you are now living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let that banner be the banner over your house, over your home. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And let that rise up in you as moms and dads and let you instill that in your kids. And one day your kids will instill that in their kids, which is your grandkids, which will put a big old smile on your face. And then it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Because generation after generation, the cry and the banner over our houses is, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. This church has many places to serve. And the motivating factor for you to serve 
is not for you to get attention, but is you to make much of Jesus. Jesus served you when he gave his life for you. He's asking us now to serve him, all right? You don't have to say, God, do you want me to serve? That is not a good question. Because Jesus, through his scripture, has said over and over again, I want you to serve. But the question is, where do you want me to serve? All right, where do you want me to serve? But as for me and my house, Lord, we're gonna serve the Lord. We're gonna serve the Lord. I'm gonna ask you to stay in church. I'm gonna let the worship team come on up. If you're on the ministry team today, I'm gonna invite you to come as well. If you're listening online or in the house, Here's the question. Not, do, God, do you want me to serve? No, 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 no. That's clear in scripture. The question is, God, where do you want me to serve? Where? Where do you want me to serve? In this season right now, where do I need to serve? Because God, here's what's not, here's, here, here's what's not on the table. Whether me and my house will serve the Lord. Oh, me and my house will serve the Lord. Now the question is, Where? So as we pray, I want you to simply pray. God, where do you want me to serve? Where do you want me to serve? Where can I, where can I, when I, where can I exalt you? Where can I make much of you? Where can I touch people all right, for you? Because God wants you and me to serve the Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.